0: And yes, it and is. Amazing. And actually, um, I was thinking the other day, I've been through a period of time in which i thought of nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fortunate to live within a Christian community, so mm-hmm. uh, amongst Christian friends, um, and people who have at least an interest in the, the sort of thing that interests me, and we can therefore talk for hours about mm-hmm. this. And that is my preoccupation.
1: Well, let's pick up. Uh, somewhere around 1980, you decide that you're going to move to the Pacific Northwest. Yes. And I think you may have started down in Oregon and worked your way up this way. that's true. Now, you've been all over the world. You've sailed 25,000 miles. You've seen it all. Why here? What does this area mean to you?
0: I went... I made a major decision when we left television. What I felt, this is the words that I think I had interactive with God. Mm -hmm. God is saying to me, what is it that they want from you? And I said, they want cash flow by me continuing to do this program. Mm -hmm. What is it that you want from me? And I said, I'd like to know you better. Mm -hmm. And then he said to me, then give them the money and follow me, Mm. which is what I did. I signed away all of the contracts and Mm -hmm. and the rights residuals, gave them the money um, that I worked 16 years for altogether and walked out of that life in order to get to know God better. Wow. So the... The first thing I did was make a mistake. Um, I, I I thought I'd like to go and open a, a, um, a retreat center for married couples who are having the sort of troubles that Trina and I had to sort put up for nine years. If 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 God sounds admirable. If God can do that, then we could perhaps pass on that same comfort to yeah. others with which we'd been comforted. Yeah. And it seems so right on. Mm -hmm. So we get up into the mountains as far away, um, beyond Vale somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and found this valley which was empty in the middle of 30,000 acres of nothing, Mm. but just one house which somebody had built there. And um, I really... to do this, we were going to call it Rejoice. In fact, we did call it Rejoice. We got a group of people who felt the way that we did about this, some trained counsellors as well, and we went to build this village of Rejoice um, up in the mountains. But I needed a fleece, first of all, and there were nine items on the fleece, and all all eight came off, except for the ninth. Hmm. And that... I didn't ever go through with and I thought that's just you it was me being spiritual Mm. Um, and it was get a bow and arrow put the tip at the point of a a famous local mountain stand X amount of um, of, um, by by one side of the house that was there and aim the the tip of them and then shoot it with all your strength and where the arrow falls there you will find a spring, and the spring will be water for the, your community. Yeah, but there was already a, a, a milk creek, which was twelve months uh, of the okay. year was a yeah. running creek of fresh water. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I don't know. need to do that. Yes, and I thought that's. I don't have a bow and arrow, and it, and that that sounds suspiciously like me. So we all sort of agreed, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Poor old Graham. Yeah. And we went and we did it and we built it and everything else. And it failed completely and absolutely. There was nothing about it that worked. Wow. Nothing. So in the end we slunk away having spent the last dollars that I had. Oh wow. I had about a hundred dollars left. That oh, was my it. Goodness. And a friend in Palm Springs offered us a roof over our head that so we could stay with him in a large house that he had. And um, so I slunk away. And the thing that I had was, Lord, you said, give them the money and follow me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely see that I wasn't following you. Mm-hmm. I was following me. Mm-hmm. It was my idea. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a needed and I think it was the right place. I think we built the right stuff. We did everything right, but it wasn't the way that you wanted us to get to know you. Yeah. So we went through a very awkward time of me feeling I wasn't hearing God, point blank. I missed it, and my tail was between my legs, and I didn't know which way to turn. And within three days of arrival with nothing... I get a check from New um, I get a letter from New York saying that Grosset and Dunlop, a famous publisher, wanted to publish my big blue book, which is one that I hadn't given away. Mm. It was the only one. Mm-hmm. I just didn't even think about giving mm-hmm. it away. It was just never sold.
1: Is this the book
0: with all your recipes? Yes. From, okay. The complete Galloping Gourmet yes. cookbook. Yeah. And was offering $240,000 advance. Royalty. Yeah. Excuse me? (laughs) I never got more than $40,000 advance royalty for any book and I sold 14 million books. Wow. So, um, well, eventually. Um, So, um, suddenly I had money, but I was surrounded by a kind of almost cultish Christian work called New Wine at that stage in which you were just submitted to your shepherd, it was called the shepherding movement, mm-hmm. and you did exactly what mm-hmm. the shepherd told you to do. Ah. There was no alternative, and that's where you learned discipleship. Interesting. And you, particularly women were not listened to under any circumstances. Yeah. Um, so that all Very legalistic. Pardon? Very legalistic. it's Very. Like. And that eventually fell apart. Um, there were some very good Bible teachers involved in that, mm-hmm. um, but it fell apart. Mm-hmm. It, just, it was a human construct. Yeah. And my son Andrew had gone and, and, and found Youth of the Mission, mm-hmm. YWAM, and he'd gone there and he just changed like you have no... I, he was just wonderful. Wow. And we were so impressed with that. We wondered, I wonder whether a youth organization would take me on, (laughs) you know, because I I I was in my forties, and they had been praying about having an over forty thing, and and we were in the first of those classes in youth of the mission. So we went to Hawaii. It was in Hawaii that I got the idea of serving very poor people in very poor areas with long-range development. Mm -hmm. Um, You can can bring the gospel to an individual in a moment, and in that moment they can understand, like Paul did in the Damascus Road experience. Mm -hmm. But the long-range development that takes up to three years is where you plant stuff, and it grows, and, it, and, and, and as it did really with Paul as well. Yeah. He had to have that yes. s- time of growth. So we can actually go into remote p- places in the world and plant gardens which produce nourishment for those people. That and I got really excited by that, moved to Salem, Oregon, where I started that thing. It's called Long Range Development for mm-hmm. the World and then that moved up to tacoma and um and that began to be amazingly successful with a first presbyterian church in tacoma did it with 25 elders mixed with and we all made lifestyle changes and and committed half of the savings to miss world missions and half of the savings back into our own pocket called the double benefit <laughs> and oh it was so exciting hmm. and then that stopped yeah <laughs> how come there was a marvelous and still present little movement called the seven mountains or yes. the seven mine molders okay uh, that was going around mm-hmm. it was uh, several youth organizations agreed with each other and uh, Campus Crusade. and, Mm -hmm. uh, um, And my friend, Lauren Cunningham, who headed up YWAM, was really, really interested in this. The idea was There are seven ways in which we as Christians can be an influence in Mm -hmm. the world around us. Mm -hmm. In legal, military, politics, whatever. Education. Yes. Yes, the seven mountains, yes. Yes, and media. Yes. And I was seen as a media person who was able to do media Mm -hmm. as going as a mind molder back into media again. Yeah. At the same time that I was being asked to do a series for Japan on New Zealand, um, uh, and, which was a separate video thing, but, it, but it, it came in and the leadership in YWAM decided that I should be commissioned to go back into the world in media. Yeah. So whilst this thing is developing as a, as a simple way of communicating lifestyle from day to day into a, a, a far distant country amongst far, uh, people of absolute poverty, were able to see stuff come up to be able to provide for them out of my lifestyle changes, get released life for them. Mm. Bang! That for me is, is so yeah. amazingly strong. Yeah. And I did not want to go back on television, and neither did Trina. Hmm. But we went back on, and we did a thousand television shows altogether, none of which was a success. Wow. I I couldn't even produce the word success. It doesn't that word success doesn't have anything to do yeah. with it. And yeah. that was all during a time when we were really grasping the idea of the, su- the success of being a Christian, mm-hmm. of that, that contrivance of the gospel so that we would make money and succeed. Mm-hmm. And that is still with us today. It's the health and wealth of prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And that we were simply coming up against that and turning away from that until we turned our back on that. And we were facing out with the, the, the dollars and cents business of changing from day to day that could provide seed for the soil, and come up as a nourishing plant. Which is the same as every word which is God breathes in the gospel can become in our heart and can grow up as a tree of righteousness. Same thing. Mm. But we were doing that. Yeah, wow. Anyway, as you can see, I'm somewhat still (laughs) uh, enthusiastic about that idea. I love it. So we took a detour of some 22 years. Back in the media, all of which, none of which, was ever what I would call successful. Yeah, I and I noticed um,
1: it's probably the mid to late '80s. You're starting to write books, yes, on um, on how uh, a Christian can incorporate food and what's a and and family and things like that. You're yep. starting to write books that are uh, they're still cookbooks, but you're incorporating family and Christian values into that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the food was an obvious um, uh, entryway for me. I you know I I had earned the right to be known for sure. somebody with food. Yeah. So uh, all it was was taking food and turning it 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. So I I. I came up with the idea that I wanted to do no harm or less harm. Yeah. I I, I started out with no harm and I realized I couldn't live that way. Mm-hmm. Now I, is
1: this is this uh after Trina's heart attack?
0: Oh yes. Um uh, yeah, this is this is way into um um uh yes. Mm-hmm. You 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 about nailed it um mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and
1: uh, you're feeling that you, because of the, the way you cooked all those years, that that contributed a lot to Trina's health yes. condition. I'm, I'm certain and, of that. And you wanted you wanted to change that, and so that's when it goes back into yeah. We're going to take these recipes, we're going to tweak them, we're going to make them more healthy, and and so on.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to describe that as a cup and saucer routine. So my cup was my relationship with Trina. Mm -hmm. I had caused her to be sick, Mm -hmm. and I was now causing her to be well. Mm -hmm. I was turning the corner. I filled that cup to the brim with doing everything for her, and then it overflowed into the saucer, which was the media. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I did it because I did it first for her, and then afterwards for anyone else who would watch and listen. Sure but you know people are ma- people are really interested in having a pound of lard thrown into a recipe um, uh and they're not really so interested in half a teaspoonful of oil <laughs> it excess is somehow wonderful to see yeah and being careful doesn't seem to have quite the same uh, attraction
1: well uh well, not only Trina, but I think a, uh, a a lot of us are seeing the effects of not making healthy choices in Yet. in the way that we eat, and we we can see it in our in our bodies, right? Yeah. And we can feel it that uh, you know uh, when I get up in the mornings, when I do certain things, uh, I don't have the flexibility I used to have, and I'm stiff and I'm sore, yeah. and a lot of it's because we're we're eating that excess things that we don't need to. We don't need to eat. I look at you. You are, uh, you're three months away from being 90 years old. (laughs) Yes. You look amazing. Well, thank you. (laughs) And not only do you look amazing. It's my mother's
0: genes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are, uh, I mean, just as we're doing things here within your living room, um, I just see you get out of chairs, you're running around, and Mm -hmm. um, you are in great shape compared to a lot of people that are eighty-nine years old and and struggle with just even walking and things yes. like that. And yes, so I do. You're a you're a testimony to to what you've been yeah. doing. Yeah. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. When Trina had her heart attack and and it was a stroke too, was that correct? Yes. About stroke first. Yeah. Yeah. Stroke and then a heart attack. Um, so this is when you went into that change. You wanted to change how you were preparing your food. And it sounds like You did a complete 180, and you were almost like a tyrant on the other side. Like, you are not going to allow her to have any, any fat, anything with cholesterol.
0: Yeah.
1: And because you you wanted her healthy. Yeah. And I heard this story of, like, she's picking up a hunk of bologna and throwing it at you. It's like, I can't eat anything anymore,
0: or you won't let me eat anything anymore. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) It, this was in Palm Springs after the debacle the, the of the um, Rejoice Fellowship where we'd gone to live in this um, cult-like environment before Youth for the Mission. Um, and I am absolutely certain that most of the human race is killing itself. <laughs> and I... I'm just the guy, yes,
1: right. you know, if I <laughs> like had in the to, army, you're the guy to change the army, the way the army does. Yes. Things. You're the way you're the guy that's yeah. going to change the way yeah. the world eats.
0: You think of the fact that I had over, apparently, according to the advertising agency, which is always some somewhat, yeah, you know, you, you wonder, but <laughs> something like 200 plus thousand, two hundred million 200 million people. Yeah. So if you've got if you've if you've been able to keep their attention, wouldn't it be possible that I could turn that around for all of those people as I was attempting to turn it around for yeah. uh, for, Trina for Trina and for my wife? This is before her heart attack. Um, and I read everything I could about what was killing us mm-hmm. just that not what was beautiful or elegant <laughs> or anything it's just what was mm-hmm. potentially killing yeah. us so and you're you going to eliminate you, all that you can make a case for just about everything right? you put into your mouth yes you know? and um, so I just finished reading about Bologna which was the person that had really got off their bike about this and that's an <laughs> Australian expression getting off your bike is being upset um, and and I walked into the kitchen and there she is laying this limp slice of bologna into our son's sandwich. And I, without thinking, which is a way I used to be, you're not putting that in our son's sandwich. And I pointed at her. And the thing you don't do to Trina is point at her. She once bit my finger when I was pointing
2: at her. So,
0: um, and, and, and... um she, I, I watched and her hands seemed to shake and the the, the, the disc of Bologna was quivering <laughs> in her face and then she flung it. It was like a, 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 a rather odd Fisbee. It did <laughs> make some distance through the air and fell on the floor at my feet. And you know, I know that you believe as I believe that we men are... are, are are very good at discerning things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I discerned at that moment that something was wrong. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. She then confirmed that by dealing the rest of the package (laughs) on the floor. And and she went to a cupboard and opened it up, and at random, without looking, she just grabs a jar of something and throws it into the garbage. And saying, uh, which is what you quoted, there's nothing left in the world to eat with you, nothing. (laughs) And she projected that with a grand ability that she had in the theater. Now, we lived just down the road from Kirk Douglas on one side, and, and Liberace was around <laughs> the corner. And I, it just wasn't the two of them, but I didn't want anybody to hear <laughs> that this famous gourmet, you know, even yes, yeah. I had nothing <laughs> left to eat. his wife. <laughs> so I'm going, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I tell you, I've got an answer. And what's that? I said, I'll cook for you just what you believe that you like most. Mm and then I'll cook for me the thing that I think that I should be eating. And, um, and we'll have two separate things. I'm the cook and the family. So, she said, fine, fine, fine. And that was a deal at that stage. Now, it was another nine years, actually, that I cooked for her the way she wanted to eat. Mm. The sausages, the bacon, the yeah. eggs, the, mm-hmm. the cheese and everything else. And I religiously in the rad wrong way, mm. dialed out everything that could possibly be a problem in my life. Mm. So I actually went through nine years of a, of a real, of a really very well scientifically yeah. understood program. Very strict. And for her, I gave her what she wanted, mm-hmm. just to keep the peace, mm-hmm. which is, if you think about it, a compromise. Mm. Right, so I was compromising for her. She has the stroke and the heart attack at the end of those nine years, and I'm thumping the wheel on my car, going to be able to see her. Yeah. Why does this happen? As if I, as if I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was clear whilst it was happening. Yeah, I think it took it. Uh, it took um, uh, quite a while, but as a result of the heart attack. It got Trina's attention that she should have been perhaps paying some attention to what I was saying. Mm. And I got the idea that I shouldn't make such a legalism out of it. Yeah. I had to do things that nourished her and delighted her and nourish and delight became my new creed, Mm. if you will. Yeah. And that's what I've stuck to ever since. Yeah. She made it to 80 um, uh, and died of a separate issue, not her. Mm-hmm. So I really did prove that I could do it, and she proved that she liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You lost Trina in 2015. Yes. So just Didn't over... lose her. She's asleep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. as okay. we talked about it off camera. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was kind of unexpected, it sounds like. it's Oh, uh,
0: completely unexpected. It yeah. was a sepsis um, um, that was um, caused through, eh, you know, you could make a case for it. And I think the hospital was concerned that we might sue. But I'm not in the business as a Christian of suing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I couldn't even think about doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No.
1: Yeah. I heard that uh, a day before she passed that um, I think all of you may have been around her, but she said that uh, she was going to have tea and eggs with Jesus.
0: Yes. How nice of you to find <laughs> that out. Um, <clears throat> she was on a ventilator for three days uh, because she, was, she only went on the ventilator. We made the decision that we would not ventilate. Mm-hmm. But we, it, this was so unexpected, this sepsis that it was just helping her to be able to breathe. Mm. And that's why she was put on. And so she spent three days on, and they said that on the fourth day we had to make a decision about whether to flip the switch or not. Mm. And they would try bringing her shallowing um, uh, um, to see whether she could breathe on her own. And we went through the whole process of uh, bringing her Blanket down to cover her and pray mm-hmm. for her and mm-hmm. have all of our friends around when we flip the switch and and that's what we had g- sort of grown accustomed to doing. So when she pulled the cord out of her own throat, she did it herself. She did it herself. She came out of it, and not only did she came out of it, but she came out of it just flat out brilliant. Wow. She, she came out and she said, I'm going to have tea and eggs with Jesus. <laughs> and she was so thrilled about this. But she was thrilled about everything. The, the lady that was cleaning her room in intensive care, she said to him, you must love your job. And she said, why, ma'am? <laughs> and she said, because you do it so brilliantly. Huh. It's so wonderful to see you at work. Yeah. Okay, she's kind. And all the nurses were beautiful, and the hospital, the men, the men were handsome, and she was just thrilled to be back and, and with me again. And, um, um, and it just went on all day. Yeah. And then that night, she passed. Wow. She slept. And it was very quick. Yeah. and my daughter was with her at the time I'd gone back to change and come back again and from her bed where she was in um, she still wasn't able to move around because she'd been three days you know on this machine but, but the sepsis had gone down and all of that she just um, I read her some of her own poems which she's, I read her three and she said that's enough of me um, and um um, and I said, "Well, I'm going to go up and change, and then be back." And she started out of her bed, turned up quick, and planted a big kiss on on my lips. Um, and she said, "Well, I see, see you soon." And that's the last time I, I was able to communicate with her. Wow. When I got back, she was already um, yeah. out and um, and just just breathing um, out of reflex. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, yes, so we all, uh, the whole family were able to visit with her that day. She was center stage and she was communicating. Mm-hmm. Everything about her life was just as if she had already arrived at the other side and yeah. God had remade her. Wow. Yeah. Was she, uh, um, she had had that vision before
1: of. Jesus when she uh had the Holy Spirit come upon her, I' am just wondering, does she continue to have vision? Do you think that was a vision that she might have had?
0: It could have been um she was talking to my daughter um uh, uh, about doing a painting um and um uh, <clears throat> she said, you know uh, and she 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 was visualizing the painting as a as a as a farmhouse, and there were chickens, and she was picking up some... Eggs and she was gonna have, and that was part of mm-hmm. the the discussion she was having yeah. with my daughter, yeah, yeah, um, which she confirmed later on, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I think we're gonna end this podcast at this point, okay, and uh we're gonna pick up on the next podcast where now you are you you are you by yourself, and so yeah, uh you have this house with Trina in Mount Vernon, Washington yep. that overlooks a lot of farmland, beautiful and uh but now things are changing. Yes. And so here you are at Warm Beach and we'll talk about uh where you are today. And what your vision for the world is, as we have this map behind us. Yes,
0: I'd like to do that. And do you know, I'm, as you have said earlier, um, approaching, or by now, if people are watching this, I might be 90, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, if I made that. Mm -hmm. Um, There does become a consideration when you look back upon the chats we've had of our life. It's very obvious that Trina and I... um, a major part of the story Mm -hmm. uh, together. Mm -hmm. So when I'm on my own now, um, am I actually Mm. on my own? And um, my understanding of Scripture is that it can be called sleep. My understanding of Scripture is that there's no point of the Holy Spirit remaining as our guide and comforter and uh, counsellor if we're dead. Mm -hmm. So I think that my soul and my um, Trina's soul and spirit would lift off uh, as I watched her die, and therefore the Holy Spirit lifted off at the same time. Mm. The Holy Spirit then has an opportunity for a relationship with Trina that he never had Mm. during her life because there was so much resistance in us as human beings. Right. And so, therefore, we have a wonderful way of getting in the way of all the things that we could.
1: We always want control. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. So she had lost that control. Again, she was absent the body and immediately present with the Lord in that context of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Who remains in that state of, um, because there's no time in eternity, as I understand. Um, And therefore, I'm going through time, but she's not. Mm. So I do pray every night, and I sing to her in the Spirit, Mm. and I believe the Holy Spirit translates that to her. So I have an ongoing relationship with her. Mm. Now, do I expect to see her in heaven? Yes. Is she going to look the same? No. She is going to be in in an incorruptible framework, that I have no idea what is, yeah. and neither does anybody else. It'll be beautiful though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's beautiful that I don't need to touch, mm-hmm. that she is not necessarily female and me male. Um, I just think that every single emotion of love that I have been, been privileged to be able to share with her Will be the way that we will love each other. Yeah. Flesh, un- unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Love everything. Yeah. So I personally. Yeah, be a perfect world. i really looking forward to that time, and it isn't, it's going to be a, a just like that. Yeah. So I don't have the single fear. What I do know, if you remember, when I was hugged. When I made my declaration of love to Jesus, yeah, I'm going to get that hug again. Oh yeah, except that that's the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that'll
1: that'll be amazing, won't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for spending time with me. Oh
1: well, those are my words to you. Thank you so yeah. much, and uh, I'm going to let you sign us off, and uh, and we'll pick up on the next podcast.
0: You know, it's all right for me to... Uh, you, uh, Dave, uh, we, we've almost become friends doing this one. And um, so we're well aware that you've been patient enough to be able to go through this with us. It's perfectly clear to you that I've had some experiences about which I'm perfectly certain. Um, but I can't insist upon that for anybody else alive. All I can honestly say to you is I am so thrilled to be where I am at my time of life looking forward to a future um, that is simply filled with love I wish I could have that experience right now but I know that I've got to put it off (laughs) and wait for (laughs) it I just would love you to know that if that catches you with a desire that springs up in your heart, do the best you can. Do what what, what Trina said to me. Talk to Jesus about it personally. Mm. I think you'll find it'll help. God bless you. Amen.